We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, wasn't expecting that. Let's uh, fix this up here a little bit. <laughs> Boom. There we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the post-game show, the final post-game show for the 2023 season for Notre Dame football. I am Vince D'Addario. That guy over there is Ryan Roberts. And this guy that's holding both of us up is Sean Davis. He's holding us both up, man. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? How we doing today? <laughs> Man, I'm doing great, Vince. It's good. I haven't seen Vince and been on the show with Vince in a long time. I, I think know, it might have been post game Clemson. I might have been. It's been Maybe. a minute. Yeah, it's, it's been good a minute. To see you. Sean, yeah, this it's is good my, to see you too. This is my third show with Vince this week, man. It's pretty wild. Pretty wild. It's not gonna pretty wild world we're living in right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're being you're being a trooper this week. <laughs> Brian was like, Vince, you're off this week. Back to work, scum. <laughs> 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 This is the job that I happily come to, folks, every time I can. And obviously, happily coming to this show as well, considering we're going to be talking about Notre Dame's 40-8 to victory over Oregon State in the Sun Bowl. I mean, guys, I mean, obviously, we're going to break it down. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty, but this thing was over after the first couple of drives. I mean, after I saw Notre Dame's offensive drive and I saw Oregon State's offensive drive, it was like, yeah, this game probably isn't going to be terribly close and Ryan and I talked a couple of days ago last time we were on the show together that this game could end up being kind of boring in the fourth quarter and that's what ended up happening to be honest with you so a lot of good things to talk about for Notre Dame guys let's just kick it off with your first impressions I've got a bunch of uh, hasn't happened since that we'll get to as well in this first segment uh, but I mean, gosh, a lot of positive stuff to talk about for Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, Vince, I, I would like to share a text that you sent me. It was seven, nothing Notre Dame at the time and <laughs> Notre Dame had stalled on the drive and missed the field goal. And you were like, that was the, that was the drive to seal it. And I'm just like, I, I didn't text this back. Cause I'm just like, it's just kind of early in a football game to be saying that 14 points would seal it or 10 points would seal it. But ultimately Vince was right, and I need to stop doubting Vince Adario, apparently, because he was 100% correct in that situation. I mean, 
biggest takeaways, guys, because we'll talk about Steve Angeli. We'll talk about Jadarian Price. We'll talk about the swarming defense. Honestly, offensive and defensive lines dominated this football oh, game, in my yeah, opinion. I think that they just – look, there were obviously competitive advantages at several skill position spots overall. But, I mean, for me, the defensive line ate Oregon State's offensive line alive all game. The yeah, offensive did. line – that had brand new starter at left tackle, brand new starter at right tackle, brand and uh, two interior guys that only been starting like their third or fourth game overall this season. <laughs> right. They dominated Oregon State. They really did for the most part. They ran for over 200 yards. They gave Steve Angeli plenty of time. Even a couple of the sacks that they got were strictly coverage sacks where the ball probably should have been out a little bit quicker. So I think the offensive and the defensive lines, man, they set the tone early and they allowed Steve Angeli, Jordan Face on the talented running backs to get to wear this team down and to make the big plays. So the offensive and defensive lines for me were the biggest takeaways, honestly. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For me, the biggest takeaway, guys, is that this game was the perfect symbolic way to end this season right i mean defense dominating offensive line that has the te- look man everybody was worried about how this old line and joe rudolph does this prove joe rudolph has four and five stars it's like he has talented kids it's not like he's going out there trying to turn backups to the two and three stars into a unit for a bowl game like Charles Jackson is talented. Billy Shrout is talented. Ashton Craig is talented. Heck, the second right. stringers came in and looked darn good. You know why? Because they're talented. And that's the frustration of this season is that this is a really talented team with a really good defense that had an offense every game. By average, if we watched every game, we could probably say Notre Dame left minimum 10 points on the field every game. They did it again today. They left 10 points on the field. And it's like, yo, that was the frustration. But they come out, they dominate an opponent they're supposed to dominate. They've done that all year. This is Notre Dame football this year. Frustrations, 
They dominate the teams they're supposed to dominate. And then the big games, you know, you see some of the flaws come out. But other than that, you have to be extremely excited. Ten wins on the season, right? Don't focus on the negative. Look to the promise of the future, the players you're getting in the portal, the players you're getting via the 24 class. And this team, once again, should be extremely talented next year. And hopefully the execution thing that Marcus Freeman has been just blasting through press conferences all year will finally come to fruition. And we'll see it evident in the win-loss record in the playoff third. I mean, that's it really, the way this game went is really like, yeah, this is the 2023 Notre Dame football season. Yeah. Sure. Well, and, and the fact that, I mean, bowl games are so tough, right? Because you've got guys opting out and it's not mm-hmm. the, the best guys from the team, you know, all, all of those different things. But, but that aside, and we, and Ryan and I talked about this a couple of days ago, like this game was going to come down to the depth, like which team has better depth. And, and going into the game, we were both like, well, Notre Dame has better depth. I mean, look at sure. the last three recruiting classes you you know you look at just Notre Dame versus Oregon State in 2023 and Notre Dame has a better depth now Oregon State had some pretty good guys that have opted out and all of that you take nothing away and of course they they flash that graphic up at one point you know all the guys that weren't playing for Oregon State I guarantee you they had a similar graphic ready to go for Notre Dame if the situation was reversed because mm-hmm. there was a bunch of guys obviously sitting out for Notre Dame as well. I mean, there was a whole gaggle of them at the game cheering on their teammates, right? So it, it's hard to for me to make a lot of proclamations about this team, but except the major one for me is Notre Dame has got some dudes, man. Yes. I mean, dudes that didn't have and have an opportunity to play this year for whatever reason, mostly because there were better dudes ahead of them. But the future is so bright for Notre Dame on both sides of the ball, mind you. Right. I mean, they're working on an extension for Al Golden and the defense that he put together. And most of those guys obviously are coming back. And then we got to see flashes of the speed and aggressiveness of the offensive line and the the skill position guys on offense. I mean, this was like I said, this game was over early and Notre Dame dominated often. Like that's how this game went. And it was fun to watch. This was somebody put in the chat. This is the most calm they've ever been watching a Notre Dame game. Like, I, I don't disagree with them, man. Like it was just. Yeah, it was like watching a game and just totally chill and, you know, that kind of a thing. Like, it was never in doubt for me, obviously. And, of course, we're going to jump into the the specific players and all of that. I've got some stuff here, though, that I want to make sure that I get out. Uh, can I say see. one thing, Vince, Please. before we move on to a little bit more, more specifics? One, if you want. I, I forgot to mention in just kind of the overall thoughts in this game is that I think you need to give a big hat tip to the coaches for Notre Dame as well. Oh, because yeah. I would argue oh, yeah. defensively, Al Golden did everything Al Golden's been doing the entire season. Attack, attack, attack. Made a lot of big plays. Was suffocating throughout most of the, most of the game. Gino Gadouli, I thought called a really good football game today, man. I was like, passing game-wise especially, I was like, he was getting guys open. He was being super creative. I mean, there was a lot of stack. There was a lot of short motion. Two stack. There was a lot of guys, you know, intercrossing. Like there was a lot of great stuff offensively. Joe Rudolph, John. I, I know me and Vince talked about this. I don't know if you talked about it, but this was going to be a big game for Joe Rudolph because Oregon State was intact up front. They had their dudes up front, and you are starting multiple new starters, and the offensive line was ready to play. In my opinion, the wide receivers looked like they had an extra pep in their step working with Mike Brown for a couple weeks now. So mm-hmm. hat tip to Notre Dame coaches. They had this team ready to play today. They were prepared to play this football game very well. 
No, no doubt about it. And I mean, you had, you had a G a GA step up at, at tight end, right? You had uh, a brand new wide receivers coach. And I would say the wide receivers played pretty stinking well in this game. Um, you know, Jordan Faison ended up getting MVP, which was a little bit surprising to me because I usually throw that towards the quarterback, but he was on the receiving end an awful lot of those throws and made some really nice plays and did a really nice job on the outside and proved that he's going to be a weapon, obviously moving forward for Notre Dame, um, which is, which is super exciting, obviously. And so, you know, these coaches did a fantastic job, Ryan. I will echo you in that because, you know, it's, I shouldn't say it's easy. When you're coaching the same guys all season, that's one thing, right? But they had a whole new crop of kids to get ready for game play, game action. And that's not an easy thing to do, even in 12 practices or whatever they ended up having, you know, prior to the game. I think they get 15. I don't think they had a full 15. But to get those kids ready to play at a high level, there were a lot of uniform numbers out there, guys, that we're just not used to seeing in the 23 season that people better get used to seeing in the 24 season because these kids can ball and these coaches put them in a position to ball. And uh, I, I'll go specific and I'll, I'll, you know, shout out Gino Gadouli and what he was able to do with this offense. Not only did he call a really nice game, not only was it schemed up really nicely and that, that goes to the whole offensive staff. I mean, I, I think that was a team effort from the coaches, but he called a nice game and the way that he called the game to highlight what Steve Angeli does well, I think really impacted this game. They they were able to, because look, this Oregon State defense, they were missing three or four guys, I think, total. Uh, but they were fairly intact from a pretty darn good defense from the regular season. And I thought that they schemed a lot of guys open. They schemed a lot of ways for Steve Angeli to be successful. A lot of one reads, you know, things of that nature. I mean, he was throwing to some wide open guys at times because of the scheme. Yeah, there were a couple of defensive breakdowns, yes, but they schemed guys open. They rolled Steve Angeli out a little bit because he throws well on the run. He's always thrown well on the run. That's that's who Steve Angeli is. And we saw more rollouts and things of that nature than we saw all year with Sam Hartman. So they obviously tailored some things for Steve Angeli. So I give Gino Gadouli a heck of a lot of credit in this game overall that allowed them to get to that 10 win plateau, which we all know, and we've all talked about it was such a huge number to get to, because I don't care how those 10 wins are made up. 10 wins looks a heck of a lot better than nine fellas, especially when it's a dominating win like this moving into the off season. So your overall message or both of your overall messages, man, it just really talks about how big this team was today. And I said this coming into the game, Steve Angeli's performance, if he performs as he did today, will do more to answer the quarterback development question at Notre Dame more than anything Riley Leonard can do next year. Today, Steve Angeli kicked that door down. Oh, yeah. Somebody that was evaluated, recruited, looked a certain way, got better during the season and performed. We had not seen that in the quarterback room in Notre Dame yep. with all five of those areas in a long time. And Steve Angeli answered the question, can it happen under Marcus Freeman's watch? In the microco microcosm, yes. Mm -hmm. Full season, we still have to see. But sure. for th this day, 
we see that the coaching staff, which Ryan pointed out, did a fantastic job of developing this young man. Look, I was there in the spring. I wasn't there in the fall, Vince. You were there in the fall. In the spring, we both know how Steve Angeli looked in practices. <laughs> He's a totally different quarterback, Vince. Agreed. So, and we saw that in the limited snaps during the regular season. Mm -hmm. And to give him the full reps as a starter, to prep for this bowl, for him to improve even more, and to look as confident, and it was just showing or telling throughout the week when his teammates talked about how confident they were in him. And then he comes out, and he's just stoic, his composure. Yeah. And look, this young man, regardless of where he is, he controls his future. And if he continues to improve, the young man has a chance to be whatever he wants to be. And that's, man, that's the greatest thing about life, right? You put, you put your head down, you grind it out, you work hard, you got an opportunity. And this young man sees the opportunity, not only for himself individually, but he sees the opportunity to answer a big time question that was looming over the Notre Dame football program and that quarterback room for a long time. That right there is something that bodes well for Kenny Minchie, CJ Carr, Deuce Knight, anybody else coming behind sure. him. Because now that, that kind of has been answered. Yes, we have the coaching staff in place. Right. And we're bringing on Mike Denbrock mm -hmm. and his experience to show you, yes, quarterbacks can be developed here at Notre Dame. Absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it. Man. Yeah, Sean's I love that, man. I love that. And and come on, Sean always brings the heat. Always. But <laughs> it's I it differently, they say. They say that's that. what I've heard. I've heard that. <laughs> um <laughs> but no, I, I I think Sean makes a really good point. And and we'll look, we'll we'll talk about Riley Leonard. We've got nine months to talk about Riley Leonard and, and the impact that he can have on this team and whatever that looks like. That's not for today. Like mm -hmm. today, we're gonna talk about what Steve Angeli did for this team and how he played today and how he sets himself up for his future at Notre Dame or wherever he sees himself. And that, that's mm -hmm. the point that Sean is making. He is going to pave his way, whatever that way is, Steve now has an option of what he wants to do. And if, he, if it's to stay at Notre Dame, he could be impactful at Notre Dame, whether that's as the starter in the future, whether that's in 24, 25, or whether that's as a key backup. Because look, Let's say, okay, let, let's say that he's the backup next year, okay, and something mm -hmm. happens to the starter. I think we all feel pretty confident in what Steve Angeli can do and move this team up and down the field, okay? Absolutely. He can win you games, or he, you will win against, games against most with Steve teams. Angeli. Yes, against you most win teams, games I would agree. with Steve Angeli. Yeah. And like I said, I don't want to get into the Riley Leonard versus Steve Angeli and why did they bring in a transfer. Like that's, we have so much time to talk about that, and we will. But today, we're talking about the Sun Bowl and what he was able to do in this game. And we'll we'll break it down more when we talk about the offense. But he led this offense to do a lot of really great things in this game. For example, Jordan Faison and Jadarian Price, it's the first 100-yard games of their career. Right? So that's pretty mm -hmm. great. He led them to the first back-to-back -back bowl wins for Notre Dame since 2013-2014. That was the Pinstripe Bowl against Rutgers and the Music City Bowl against LSU. That's the last time Notre Dame won back-to-back -back bowl games. That's saying, I mean, hey, that's that's saying something, right? So we'll give them credit. We'll give the team, obviously, credit for that. This is the third time this season that Notre Dame had over 200 yards rushing and 200 yards passing in the same game. And it's the first time in school history 
that Notre Dame has scored 40 plus points in back-to-back bowl games. So there's that. So obviously they're putting points on the board and then defensively, I mean, gosh, we're going to talk about the defense, but they gave up two yards on the ground guys, two yards on 16 carries. Okay. (laughs) That's, that's That's, getting after the quarterback. That's shutting down the run game. Like that is uh, terrible. Is Sean, you were a math major, right? Well, what's the average on that per <laughs> carry? Get out my phone because that's terrible. <laughs> Whatever low. it is. Uh, let's see. I pretty low. It. Well, they put it at uh, 0.1 yards a carry. That's what they have good. it as. But good. Wow. You, good you could probably extend it out a few decimal points. Uh, but that, I mean, gosh, guys, that's that's obviously terrible. And you've got 468 total yards for Notre Dame to 197 yards for Oregon State, and a bunch of those yards for Oregon State came in that fourth quarter when Notre Dame pretty much had their, I'd say their twos, but a lot of it were threes and and beyond, right? Um, and then five different guys scored touchdowns for Notre Dame. So, I mean, look, th- this, was, this was a huge win for Notre Dame for a lot of different reasons. Yes, it's the Sun Bowl. I get it. It was a sellout. You know, they they put on a show. They did what they needed to do. They got that 10th win, and they did it in dominating fashion. So they can take this victory. They could ride it into the offseason with what they've already got as currently the number one ranked uh, recruiting class in, in 2025, I believe, Ryan, right? So, by, by, one, by, by at least one platform, yes. Yes, yep. So a very good 25 class, and they can take this momentum into the offseason and whatever that means moving into spring practice. So I like where this team is situated. Are we all happy they were in the Sun Bowl? No, but they they took uh, advantage of what they had in front of them, and they left no doubt. I mean, bottom line, they left no doubt. Yep. Ten greater than nine, Sean. That was my that was my conversation this week, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a greater than, less than, or equal to less than there in the math world. So then ten bet. is greater than nine. Marcus Freeman's first. Double-digit win season at Notre Dame. It gets another bowl win, back-to-back bowl wins. You're heading into an offseason where you're bringing in some guys, man. I mean, you're bringing in the 2024 class. One of them was already there on the sideline, although he was not eligible to play in C.J. Carr. You're bringing in a transfer quarterback and Riley Leonard, who's a big-time talent. You're bringing in some wide receivers that are extremely gifted. You're bringing in R.J. Oben. Bringing in some really good coaches as well. Mike Denbrock obviously yeah. had to like kind of what he saw today out of guys like oh, yeah. Jordan Faison and those cats. So, yeah, man, it's a, it's exciting times, guys. It's exciting times. Let's enjoy the win. Let's talk about who played well today because that is what this show is for. We'll talk about Riley Leonard the entire offseason. Yes, we show. will. Yes, yes, we will. All right, so we're going to talk some offense. But before we do, make sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button. Make sure you uh, tell your family and friends, leave us a comment, a five-star review, all of those fun different things uh, that you can do to help the podcast. We will do a mailbag at the end, but we're only going to do super chats. We only do super chats and post-game shows. Uh, so if you get those in, we've already got a bunch of those to uh, dissect uh, later on. Uh, but make sure you get those in, and we will get to those at the end. Yep, yep. 